Hi, I'm Georgina Hudson from GeorginaHudson.net. This podcast has been created to support you in your path of self-awareness and well-being and to draw a roadmap together that can help you align mind and heart. Today's topic is mindfulness. Mindfulness has become a very hip topic, but I don't think everyone understands what it is. And in my case, for example, mindfulness is not only meditation, it's a path, it's a way of living. So we're going to be exploring all this together today. For more information about what I do and about me, you can visit my website on georginahudson.net or my Instagram account, georginahudson.coach. Hello, hello, hello. How are you today? And this podcast has been inspired by a client of mine who told me, I'd like to start practicing mindfulness in our sessions. Mindfulness is so fashionable nowadays that I am intrigued. And I am telling this uh, to you with a broad smile and sparkling eyes, because when my clients ask me to carve out some time uh to dedicate it to mindfulness in our sessions, it makes my day because I love mindfulness. Mindfulness saved me. I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself later. And I would also like to underscore or highlight here my client's words. Mindfulness, which is so fashionable nowadays. And it's clear, of course, that my client meant that mindfulness is becoming more and more well-known Uh, in the present. But mindfulness is a millenary practice that has its origins in Buddhism, Zen, yoga and Hinduism. And in the West, or in the Western world, mindfulness became super popular because it was applied within a stress reduction program, which has become a benchmark of mind-body medicine. And this program is wonderful and it is recognized by the National Institute of Health uh, of the United States. Uh, Mindfulness is also widely acclaimed and used as a tool in many of the different versions of humanistic psychology and especially transpersonal psychology, which is the one I graduated in, I thoroughly studied, and the one I commune with in my daily life as well. So, As with so many other areas of my life, and this is the part about myself, what I told you, mindfulness saved me, I stumbled into mindfulness. I didn't do it deliberately, really. (laughs) About 14, 15 years ago, I was going through a very difficult time in my life because I had my first child and the joy of being a new mom was overshadowed by extreme fatigue. And I'm telling you this, and I can still see myself and feel myself, that extreme tiredness. And also, that was accompanied by a severe inability to concentrate. I honestly vividly remember looking at myself in the mirror and having huge dark circles under my eyes. I was very young. And I had this very skinny face and these black circles under my eyes. I, I remember being a little scared because I didn't know what was going on. And even though my baby son allowed me to sleep well because 
he was always such a wonderful, well-behaved baby without me having to teach him anything. He was like that <laughs> from the factory, you know, he was uh, born like that. But I slept like seven hours, which is a lot for a new mother. And I got up feeling tired anyways. And, you know, I had to literally drag myself through life, uh, juggling the little energy that I had between taking care of my baby and working almost full time. I wasn't working full, full time, but almost. And I was sad. I was very harsh on myself. I was very worried too, because I thought that people might discover I was highly distracted in my job. And I didn't want them to pinpoint or to, you know, point a finger at me saying that I was feeling tired all the time. So it was, I was whipping myself. It was a very challenging time. I was low because I was unable to enjoy my son's first months either. And not to tell you, connecting with my husband. It was very difficult because I was extinguishing. You know, it was like a fire that was extinguishing. I had no energy. My batteries were completely low. I, I really feel like I was a little flame that burned very softly because it was about to, you know, stop um, lighting up its light. And so, you know, I had tried in the past to meditate many times. I tried in my 20s, in my early 20s. I remember buying books and asking people and attending yoga classes that included uh, meditation. But I had the false impression that to meditate, I had to suspend my thoughts and have a blank mind. And that was terrible for me because my monkey mind found that impossible. And one day... Out of pure chance, my baby was still very young. I saw a documentary on mindfulness. And to be honest, like the movie goes, you know, in Jerry Maguire, when um, the main character says, you had me at hello. Well, mindfulness had me at hello because the idea was super simple and easy to apply. And as I mentioned at the beginning in the introduction, I would like to highlight too and to clarify that mindfulness is a way of life. The practice of daily meditation is, of course, um, an avenue to living mindfully. And I practice meditation every day. But even though meditation is very important to live mindfully, mindfulness is much broader than meditation. It is about being present. It is about observing our own experience without judging it. And this is quite a challenge, I know. But it is learning to live with unconditional love for oneself and noticing what's happening to us in the here and now with a lot of self-compassion. And this is a lot easier said than done, I know. Today I was talking to a client about this, you know, the how difficult and challenged self-compassion can be for Westerners. You know, we we are so quick to criticize ourselves, you know. So the idea would be starting to 
to see ourselves as if we were part of a movie, as if we were the main characters of a movie, and we could notice how we are behaving and feeling and responding or reacting, everything, but without judgment. And one of the first things I usually do with my clients is to ask them to observe themselves, is to acquire that tool. And, and then I ask them to notice their feelings, their behaviors, without being harsh on themselves, because that is the difficult part, you know. And I can guarantee that the inner space that we are able to open and, and, and the way we can expand when we learn to observe our experience without reacting to it is impressive. And in effect, one of the fundamental pillars of mindfulness is having the ability to pause before reacting with our own thoughts, patterns, and habits. You know, those things we do by default. So, it's about pausing and being compassionate. And so, this responsive state connects us with our most lucid self, with our ancient wisdom, with the flow of life, and with the love for everything that is. It also shows us when it's necessary to set boundaries and take some distance from some people and places and how to take care of ourselves. Because this ability to watch our inner and outer experience is key to have more discernment. And I'm going to give you an example of myself. My past self, the one who was um, a new mother or even the one before I was a mother, you know, when I was single, uh, lived at full speed, juggling many activities, work, my partner, physical activity. I don't like physical activity, but I remember doing it every day. I had a very active social life. And, you know, I, as, I think as I am today, even though I take it differently now, but, you know, I was involved in many things. Oh, I did drama. Well, I was oh, super busy. I felt attacked. My old self felt attacked every time someone suggested I should slow down or undertake fewer things or take time to rest. And I reacted really badly in snappy ways. Sometimes I shouted, shouted when someone with the best intention made those remarks. Now that I come to think about it, the one who made most of them was my poor mother. May she rest in peace because she must have been very concerned about me, you know, crashing onto a wall or something because I was driving my life super fast. And the speed in which I lived disconnected me from my true needs and I lived in a hyper-vigilant state. I pursued achievement after achievement after achievement, trying to stop life from hitting me in the face. And instead of living from the inside out, that is to say, connected with my needs and my well of self, I lived from the outside in. So if other people approve me, then that's great. If I can climb the career ladder because my boss is how, you know, um, capable I am, then that's beautiful. Um, if I go to a gym every day, even though I hate it, uh, I'm going to be slim and then, you know, so I was living from the outside in. 
I was so, so disconnected from my essence. So when someone said to me something like, aren't you overstretching, Georgie? I interpreted that as an attempt to cut my wings or to dominate and control me. And that drove me crazy. Did I pause? No. Did I observe my emotions, sensations and thoughts? No, not at all. Not at all. I didn't even realize that I was living like that. In fact, to be honest with you, I always bragged about having quick responses. So mindfulness taught me that I needed to move more slowly. Why? Because when I ran from here to there, I disconnected from the present. And what I learned with time is when that happens, When I disconnect with the reality of the here and now, I start to live in the future. And when I start to live in the future, my, man, my mind gets caught up in future imaginary scenarios which are terrible. I tend to scare myself. And that brings about a lot of anxiety and thoughts that have nothing to do with the truth. So I would like to summarize this very first part about mindfulness by saying that it is the ability to notice what's happening to us moment after moment. Because the, pro the present really is very slippery, right? It's just one moment after another moment after another moment. And it's learning to bring ourselves to the truth of the present moment with love and kindness. Mindfulness is an invitation to embark on a path towards our innermost self, our inner wisdom and our heart. When we are able to be present in our bodies mindfully, we have greater discernment to attend to what happens to us both in our inner and outer world, as I mentioned before. And we do that with kindness, with affection for ourselves and with courage too. So I hope you liked this first part about mindfulness. In the second, I will share with you concrete mindful actions you can take. And if you know anyone who might need this, who might be confused about what mindfulness is, or who's living super fast, like my old self, or who lives in a more reactive mode than responsive, forward this to them. This is a very simple way of building bridges to support and help one another. And I am really so, so glad, so happy because we are so many nowadays in the podcast and when people tell me and reach out to me and they tell me things like, you know, I was re-listening that podcast about mindset or I was, you know, doing that meditation that helps me because I feel you are with me when I'm doing the meditation. It, it makes my day, it gives me so much fulfillment. But we need to feel that you are there, of course, so we appreciate your recommendation and evaluation on any of the platforms that you are listening to us because that gives us the motivation to go on offering this free material. So thank you and a very big hug. <laughs>